This is SAFM Sport. And by the way, if you've been going to the post office to look for those set-up boxes, please give us feedback. How is it? Because I know there was one caller that called in. I can't remember which show it was. And they were saying that they got to the post office trying to get a set-up box to watch AFCON. And they were told that the post office is out of forms. Apparently, you need forms. And then you take those forms. They must be stamped at the police station. That's what the gentleman was told. But the forms are not available. And... Um, and 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 you couldn't get his setup box. So let us know how that process um, is also going because that's another one now that is being speeded up. We're already seeing. I don't know if you guys are seeing the messages, but we are seeing the messages that we are migrating now um, to 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 to. to digital so it is happening finally this year but we can understand the frustrations and the disappointment of not seeing afcon on sabc one two three because at the moment that's the accessibility that many people have so many people have migrated so many people can't afford the um or haven't been able to afford the setup uh, the open view decoder that that i was referring to so you can understand why there is so much frustration Okay, we're going to move on. We won't be able to talk cricket today because of time, but if you did miss the score, Chapter 2, um, India was bowled out for 2.23, and uh, the Proteas in reply were on 17 for 1. It stamps on day 1. Dean Elga is out for 3, so they trail by 206 runs. But because of Avcon and Bafana Bafana trending, uh, we're going to move on now and talk about Vision 2022. There is a document that was released back in 2012, um, and um, it talks about, if you can just pass it, Velile, that Bible there. It's a Bible. It's so heavy. I had to pull it out today and go through it. I don't know how many times I've read uh, this Bible that is Vision 2022. We brought two guests. We're not going to finish the conversation tonight. We're going to continue it with them next weekend, but we just wanted to lay the platform. Firstly, Veli Lemnyandu, the producer is here. You've also gone through the SAFA National Development Plan. Basically, just give us the the background to this or, or what is this about or what is it supposed to achieve? Yes, Tabiso. So that document, um, the National Development Plan, um, which back then was known when it started in 2012 as the SAFA uh, Technical Master Plan. Um, it's got to do with uh, what happened in 2012. You'll we, recall that we had failed to qualify for AFCON 2012, which was held in Gabon and Equatorial Guinea. Um, you remember the Bombella Dance of Shame? So after that, um, SAFA at the time, led by um, Kirsten Matandani, uh, brought technical minds together um, at Safa House and that's where they developed um, some ideas and came up with this uh, technical uh, master plan. And after that, um, also, uh, the following year, uh, the current SAFA president was uh, elected as the um, uh, SAFA president, Denis Jordan, and um, using the same document, uh, they changed it into um, SAFA Vision 2022 and now it's 2022, and one of the main things there, they were saying their target is that uh, Bafana Bafana and Banyana Banyana should always be in the top three uh, on the continent Mm. and uh, should also be in the top uh, 20 uh, in the world. Well, when you look at it now, it's totally <laughs> very different one. We're in the 66s somewhere yeah. there. And uh, on the continent, I think we are 13th on, on, on the continent. So we're no, nowhere near the top the, the top three. And we're also not frequenting even the AFCON. Um, I mean, we we battle to go to qualify for a 2014 uh, AFCON now, having been in the top eight 
at the last afcon um, in, in 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 egypt that's the essence okay so banyana banyana is the only team that's been able to achieve a top three in the in the rankings right yeah on the continent, top yeah. three on the continent yeah well done then banyana banyana and on that note let's bring in coach simon goman a former safa technical director good evening coach thanks for speaking to us on safm Thanks very much, uh, Taviso. Good evening, and thanks for having me. Good evening to the listeners as well. Thanks, Coach. Ten years on with this vision 2022, how difficult is it to accept a 24-team Afghan without Bafana, Coach? It's really painful, you know, but uh, maybe before I even open my mouth, I need to put a disclaimer mm. to say what I say, it's not a question of me attacking any past or present or even future administration of football. I'm just putting an opinion mm-hmm. as a, uh, a technical person to say uh, we could have done much better. We can better as South Africa and definitely we are not near the target that we had set for ourselves. And there are quite a number of reasons for that. But I'd rather focus on the technical space mm-hmm. to be on the safe side so that they not venture on things that... Uh, I'm not an expert on. So, so, so what you, you are having, Tavisa, is the issue of, you know, the technical master plan document was created by three authors, myself, Ted Dumitro, and Clive Baker. And uh, when we had our sessions, really, it, it took us many, many weeks, really, to put the technical master plan on the table and the technical committee gave us time to draft that we did that and then we submitted and it was well received by the committee then later on uh, i think the organization felt that it is not only the technical side of things that needed to be improved so they felt maybe they needed to improve other sectors of football as well and uh, that's why they decided to come up with what later became the Vision 2022 National Development Plan. But the bottom line is our focus, the tripartite, that's myself, Ted, and the client. Our focus has always been the quality of what we do on the pitch. Mm. So we wanted to put systems in place. That's why we came up with that document that talked to policy to say what is it that needed to be done. But unfortunately, it, it then ventured into something else which uh, was away from our, focus, I mean, our area of focus. But generally, there were the achievements that were made, but definitely the recommendations that we had made on that technical master plan, uh, I don't even think that we were able to implement half of uh, I mean, those recommendations or even a third of that in my view. Okay, let's also bring in coaching instructor Steve Kutzir. Good evening, um, Steve. Thanks for joining us on SAFM tonight. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Let, let's look at the coaches because it is part of this national development plan and the target when it started was to train 10,000 coaches a year, 150 by 2022. Is that being achieved? I know there's been COVID and the challenges caused by COVID also. Uh, hi, thanks. This is my opinion as well. Uh, firstly, I think 150,000 coaches was a bit of a tall order, mm. firstly. Uh, but unfortunately, the biggest problem we have had, I think, is that five years ago, CAF uh, stopped all courses. 
which is, uh, I think, was a good thing. Uh, they went around the, the continent and realized that there were certain countries hosting courses of an inferior quality. So there were coaches going around with a possible A diploma who uh, were, weren't up to the standard. So they, they put a moratorium on all courses. Uh, so that, I think, put a big dent hmm. in uh, progress. Uh, but despite these challenges, we've seen other countries like Lesotho and Botswana have CAF A and B license. You've also been involved in, in there. They've been able to continue? Uh, no, they, actually they haven't. They've just started again now. Yes, we did uh, speak to them here on the show. Uh, Kenya have started the B license. We are just waiting for the finalization of the signing of the uh, CAF convention. Once the CAF convention is signed, and we have fulfilled all the criteria, we'll be able to host the, the B and A diplomas once again. We can currently host the D and C diplomas, which have been going on. Uh, when I say we, I mean SAFA. They have continued. Uh, so there are a lot of D and C courses, but unfortunately no B and A courses. Talking about the DNC coaches, uh, Coach Steve, you've produced a lot of coaches in recent years at the KFD with KFC license level, but most of them are not getting the opportunities. That Does that also then hinder the progress or create problems? Look, I, I think what people have to realize, uh, there's one in football, uh, players, uh, 0,1% become professional players. So if you think about the PSL, there are only 16 coaches in the country. So when you're looking at thousands of coaches, there's a small minority who can get to the top. Obviously, most of the coaches again can end up in youth development, and obviously there's no money in youth development. There's no people to pay salaries, so this is a big problem. Most of the coaches are out there uh, as volunteers. And what would have been a realistic target then if you're saying one fifth producing 150 coaches in uh, in 10 years was was a, was a bit ambitious? If we're looking at 15,000 a year, that's a lot of courses. When you're only allowed a maximum of 30 people on a course at a time. Mm. So if you, you really take that 13 to 15,000 is, 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 is uh, a lot of courses. They're only 365 days. And each course, I mean, the, B, the D license, the D diploma, sorry, the diploma is now not licenses anymore. Mm. Uh, the D diploma is eight days. The C diploma is 15 days. Um, they're actually working more now in hours than days. Uh, the B diploma will be 20 days, and the uh, A diploma will be 30 days. So if you think one course is 30 days, uh, and you're looking at 150,000 coaches and only 30,000 on a course, uh, 30 coaches on a course, uh, it's a bit unrealistic. Coach Simon Ngomane, the issue of the national philosophy has always been spoken about, but it's hardly applied or seeing its results through the clubs and the national teams. What are the challenges here? Because the document says that um, it was based on what Gordon Nickerson, I think, was doing at the time, saying that the teams will use 4-3-3, either in its 4-1-2-3 or 4-2-1-3 variations. The starting point would be the technical authority. You need a technical authority in a country now, when I talk of a technical authority, I'm not talking about a blend of different expertise. I'm talking about technical people to come up with the policies that talk to our game. Because remember, the game 
in South Africa is influenced by the South African environment. It's the game for the people of South Africa. So there are quite a number of things that we need to put into consideration. It cannot just be that we come up with plans because we are like copying them from elsewhere, but the plans must talk to our own environment. For example, we often say uh, we've got to do development uh, through the schools, the school system. But then once you move in that direction, then you need to come up with policies that support that environment of schools, including uh, playing pitches, you know, including a lot of infrastructure, including a lot of equipment that is needed at that level. But most importantly, you've got to get the kids playing. The more the kids are playing, it means you are getting more coaches coaching. So we need, as a country, to have more players playing, and we're not by any means suggesting that all those who play football will turn professionals. We definitely understand that's not the case, but the baseline must be such that every child who has a dream to play professional one day, that child knows where to go. In our communities today, kids don't just know where to go. Kids don't play. There's no coaching that is happening in communities. So those are the challenges that we need to deal with, and these are policy issues. And unfortunately, at some point, I think there's a need for people to sit down and talk to this problem because the social challenges that are there in communities across the country in South Africa, in urban and rural areas, are huge. You know, our our kids, we are losing them to quite a number of... uh, you know, social ills, and we can do much better to invest in the game which they love and make sure that they can play the game, the game can shape their characters going forward. In that way, we'll have a strong baseline. Because if you have kids who do not play and you only meet them later on in life at the age of 17, 18, 19, uh, when Kaiser Chiefs, Pirates, Sundowns maybe are scouting them, it's too late. The, the physical education part of it, which is uh, the general part of it, to say, let's go general first before we go specific. And general first, let's invest a lot in physical education so that the kids can be healthy, the kids can have a strong baseline. Those who will be selected to a higher level will start at a better level than starting training uh, for specifically for the game later on in life, and they will have lost quite a number of abilities that can never uh, be caught up at a later stage. Okay, so this have, is very, yes. very critical to say, let's have a culture, let's build a culture. And that is the idea that our document was talking to, to say, let's get kids playing all over the country, across the country. Let's have those who are high talented, put on a pipeline, let them play. And as they play in their numbers, so will coaches as well be coaching in their numbers. Then we have a good baseline as a country. But currently, kids can't start accessing uh, coaching only at professional level. On that note, Coach Steve, schools football has been another big challenge over the past uh, uh, couple of years or number of years, and it doesn't look like the powers that be have a solution for it. How much would, 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 would that have affected the progress of this document? I think with the youth, youth development, I, I've always said it's, it's 
very difficult. I mean, South Africa is massive, I think. So with, with youth development, um, look, I run quite a few youth programs. I just believe that if coaches, wherever they are, try and put in the best system they possibly can, and that's, I think, one of the things I preach on courses, hmm. that it's very difficult to put in, uh, to, to develop the whole country. But obviously, there needs to be a plan put in place and implemented. That's for sure. Uh, but each coach in South Africa that come to the courses, we implore them that wherever they go, they must try and do the best they can. Their team must become the best. They must become the best. And, and in that way, we can slowly start developing. But uh, we do. We have a long way to go, for sure. And I know one of the points was also the fact that there would be academies across all nine provinces um, using that money from the FIFA, from the World Cup Legacy Fund. At the moment, the only one we can point to is the one in, in, in KZN. And I don't know if Safa takes responsibility for that, saying that it's their project. But is that another letdown, Coach Steve? Look, to, to me, I, I, I'm not sure if an academy is the answer. Mm-hmm. Academies are the answer. I mean, that caters for maybe 15 players in an age group. Uh, we have um, millions of kids playing football. Uh, we need to cater for the masses. Obviously, the quality must uh, must be there, quality coaching. Uh, I believe that the lifeblood of football is the the club. And by a club, I don't mean a team, mm-hmm. not a one team that plays in the, the ABC Mutsepi League. Yeah. To me, that's not a club. A club is maybe three senior teams with four junior teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the kids develop through the ranks and go up to the first team and move move on to to higher levels. Yeah. So I think the lifeblood obviously is is club football. Uh, school football is something that has to be uh, fixed uh, because I think the lifeblood of South African football used to be school football. I don't think that is the case anymore, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I think school football definitely has to be uh, fixed. Uh, and I think club football is vital. Yes, and it's actually there in the document that the, the clubs should have under 15s, under 19s, and even women's football teams. And at the moment, you have a team in the national first division that just has a first team. That's it. And yes. there's nothing yeah. below that. Let's just take a couple of voice notes. The, yes, yes, coach. I think with the new licensing system, mm-hmm. uh, clubs playing in the leagues, it's going to be a requirement that a club, if it wants to play in the PSL, it has to have a certain structure. Mm. A team playing in the NFD will have to have a certain structure, which includes you. I think that's a start. Uh, it's not the whole answer because obviously there's only a few clubs. But it will, I think, go down into the ABC, Mutsepi League, etc. Okay, let's just play those voice notes, Phineas. Sorry. Good evening, Tabi. So, Denis Jordan and his cohorts have overstayed their welcome at the Safa House. It is time for them to fall on their swords. Change is as good as a rest. This is Elfa Snob. Enjoy evening, Tabiso. Evening, dear member Tulane from Holland. Yeah, hey, yeah, the job opportunities for coaches, yeah, that's another problem that's hindering the process because you're not motivated to go into the next qualification if you don't have a job to pay that qualification. And now, can it not maybe make it a principal in South Africa? Whoever is coaching must have a coaching license, maybe, so that it can be simple for other coaches to find jobs. Thanks. 
Okay, thanks for that, Tulani. Thanks for the voice notes. We're just going to have to pack it here for now, coaches, but we'll continue the conversation um, next week or even on Thursday. We'll just arrange with you, Coach Simon Gomani, if that's fine, and Coach Steve Kutsi. Fine, Okay, Thank you very much. That's Thank fine. Thanks, much. Coach Simon, for joining us. And Coach Steve Kutzer, good to hear from you. People are saying uh, fresh, what? Fresh insights. Good to hear fresh insights and to hear from someone who was involved in the formation of uh, this.